Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. Today, I'm joined by chef and great British menu finalist, Craig Treadwell. Craig has announced plans to open his first restaurant, 670 Grams, in Digbeth, Birmingham, once lockdown has ended. Craig, thanks for joining us today. First things first, I've got to ask you, opening a restaurant just as the UK comes out of lockdown, tell me a bit about how, how that's come about. Realistically, before the lease was before the lease was signed and the building was being done, there was no coronavirus, so sure. it isn't really. It's it's not a case of you know opening it trying to be smart. It's more of a case of you know it's already done, so it's just dealing with it in the best way now rather than you know I can't I can't shut it. I've only just got it. <laughs> yeah, I've got to try and uh, try and make it happen. Sure. And and how are you feeling about that? Uh, to be honest, I feel like, um, if I'm going to be genuinely honest, I think everyone needs to just calm down a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, it, it's going to eventually get back to normal. Like, ev- everything always does. Do you know what I mean? We survived two world wars. <laughs> um, you know, I think people will be will be eating out eventually. And whether that's sooner rather than later, everyone's in the same boat. So you just have to try and, you know, do what's best for you and your restaurant. Sure. But so, I, I think it'll I think it'll benefit the smaller restaurants. I think, you know, we're not we're, we're only a sixteen cover restaurant and there'll only be a maximum of six guests in at, at one time. So social distancing and stuff like that should be fine. I think it's the big restaurants that will struggle. And 670 grams is the name of your new restaurant. Can you explain a bit more about why it's called that? Yeah, so uh, my daughter was four months premature and she was yeah. born the weight of 670 grams. So that's, the, uh, that's what the restaurant's called. Sure. And tell, tell me a bit about what you've got planned for it. So it's, uh, it's a 16 cover uh, restaurant, in a fine dining restaurant in Digba. Uh, it's the only really restaurant in Big Book, you know, there's a lot of like bars and, you know, there's places, there's Breaking Brick where you can get pizzas and, you know, there's Big Book Dining Club which has a load of stalls where you can get burgers and waffles and stuff like that. But there's not an actual fine dining restaurant in Big Book, which is quite cool. Uh, but the area, the area suits the, the ethos of the restaurant, which, you know, it's about getting young people into fine dining without being overpriced and pretentious. Mm-hmm. So what kind of things are you looking to do on the menu? So the menu, um, it's not, we're not going to have a set menu, so it'll be hand handwritten in graffiti every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a 10-course tasting menu. It'll cost £60. We, uh, we don't cater for likes or dislikes. We only cater for allergies and religious beliefs. So it's basically we can cook what we want day to day uh, and there's a real freedom to that whereas you know we want to use like the the local market in Birmingham for our produce and stuff like that so you know if they don't have scallops in on on the Wednesday but they have oysters we, we, we can easily swap that out and just write it on that day's menu mm-hmm. yeah and it says 60 pounds a head for, for 10 courses so that's you know six six pounds a course I mean that that's that seems to be quite quite competitively priced. Is that obviously that's done on purpose? 
Yeah, it's, well, it was it was done before the coronavirus, but I think it's only going to benefit us. It, it's done on purpose to try and um, try and infuse young people that don't have four hundred pounds to spend on a meal. That you know you can you can come out and you can uh, you can still have that experience uh, rather than being you know I think the way we can do it is because we're such a small restaurant. You know we don't need hundreds of staff. We don't need hundreds of bottles of wine. You know, our costs our costs are quite low, so we we can charge less. We can charge less for the experience in that in that sense. Yeah. And are you are you just going to be open for for dinner? No, so we'll be open uh, for dinner Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then we're open for Friday and Saturday lunch as well. Okay. Uh, lunch will also be a set menu of six courses for thirty pounds. And what was the idea behind just just having a tasting menu and a, and a set menu? Uh, is it just is it just to have complete control over things? Is it just because it, it, I mean, I suppose you know, coming out of lockdown, it's going to be better for you to have. You know, it'll it'll help reduce wastage. It'll help you have a real have a real idea of of, of what you need on a, on a daily basis. I suppose. Yeah, it's a tasting menu. You know, it's it's more about. Uh... You know, if I opened a 16 cover a la carte restaurant, then as you said, there's going to be a lot of wastage because, um, you know, you still need 16 portions of everything for that evening and you don't know what people are going to order from. It's also the way that I like to cook. I don't like to do, like, I'm not I'm not a meat and two veg sort of chef. I don't like, you know, I don't like cooking big plates of food and, you know, it's more about li- little, little interesting uh, bites of food rather than substantial plates which are, are that are playing to my strengths in that in that reason and what's the uh what's the vibe of the restaurant obviously 16 covers is is is, is very bijou it's split over two floors so is it are you going to have all all covers on on the on the first floor and a bar on the bottom house or, or, or covers no, between so, two floors? So we don't really have a bar area we have a tiny bar area uh, you won't be able to at the bar so you'll have to go straight to your table but there will be uh cocktails that you can have from the bar um but it's there, there will be seats on both floors so upstairs there's an open kitchen with a free a kitchen table of uh two bar stools where you can sit on the kitchen table and then a table of two that can also be seated up there as well and then downstairs there's a uh, four four tables a table of four and two tables of two so there's only 10 tables all together mm-hmm. obviously we'll relay four of them tables throughout the evening so max, maximum amount of guests in there at once would be eight guests at once really so it's quite an, an intimate uh, place and with that in mind, I mean, it's small. So I think you know, if you have to open with social distancing measures, being small and having a, and having a, a small number of people sounds like it's viable. But at the same time, have you thought about how you're going to be able to try and create that intimate kind of environment if you've got to put in, you know, some of the measures that are being talked about at the moment? Well, um, eventually we were going to have uh, enough tables for everyone to serve. We wasn't going to relay a table, so there was we've had we've, we've already we've already took tables out before we've opened mm-hmm. uh, for, for that social distancing. Uh, so everyone will be two two meters away, 
there will be hand sanitizers on the wall as you walk in and dotted around the restaurant. So one outside the toilet, one as you walk in uh, to, to the restaurant and one going up the stairway as well. So it's going to be more like a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and just finally, what are your thoughts about, you know, the future of, of the restaurant sector and, and restaurants like these? I mean, there's been talk about how coming out of this lockdown, there's going to be a greater appreciation of, of more neighbourhood restaurants and, and restaurants within communities. Um, do you think that um, longer term, the industry is going to get back on its feet and, and, and thrive again? Uh, yeah, I do. I think, um, I think what, what's going to happen and hopefully happens is that restaurants will be less greedy. You know, there's, there's restaurants out there that do, you know, 150 covers, but 50 of them guests didn't have a great experience, but they've crammed them in. So now they can only do 70 covers. So there's more, there's, everyone gets a slice of the pie now. Whereas they used to do 130, now 70, 70 of them guests need to go and eat somewhere else. So I, I think it will just spread it out and it will be more even for everybody. And I think it'll be a good thing. And I think it'll be a good thing for everyone's experience, whether you come to my restaurant or you go to someone else's. The less people that you do, I know sometimes it's not feasible, but the easier it is and the better the produce is all the time. That, that, that's just second nature. That's like anything, not just in food. You know, if there's 100 people in a bar rather than 10, you're going to be waiting 20 minutes longer for your drinks. So I think, I, think it, I think it'll bode well for everybody. Obviously, there's a lot of places that, you know, the rent's expensive and they, can, they have to do that amount of covers. But that's not going to be the case anymore. And that's the case for everyone. So everyone's in the same boat. Sure. And I have to ask, actually, because I, I, I'm looking at the, the press release and it talks about playful elements. It talks about a Tesco cheese and onion sandwich, uh, kind of edition inspired by that. What's, uh, what's that? Uh, so basically, the, the food that I like to do, you know, I, um, it, it's based around, you know, indulgent food that you'd, you'd want to eat. You know, we're not, we're not a restaurant that you're going to come and you're going to get, uh, you know, we're not celebrating the potato uh, or celebrating the asparagus. We, we're, we're, totally, we're totally the other way. So, you know, the food that I think you, you want to go out and eat is food that you indulge, like takeaway food. Uh, so for me, the cheese and onion sandwich, I used to go, when, when I worked at the Man Beyond the Curtain in Leeds, I used to go to Tesco's every day on my way home and get a cheese and onion sandwich <laughs> and uh, a cheese savoury. So, you know, it, it's food that, that I would want it, that I want to eat. You know, it, it's not trendy food that doesn't taste, that doesn't taste nice, but people think it's cool. I'm assuming this not it's going to be a little bit more uh, involved than a than, a, than a, a classic Tesco cheese and onion sandwich, though. Yeah, of course. Obviously, it's it, it's not it's not anything like a Tesco sandwich. It's just that's where the idea comes from. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, it, it, it's it's indulgent food that you'd want to eat. So it's a, it's a, a baked onion bread with homemade cheese bread made from potatoes and a spring onion chutney. So it's it's the elements of a cheese and onion savoury sandwich, but it's not a cheese and onion sandwich. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and, you're, and you're also going to be doing your, your pig dessert that, that, that got you to the finals of the Great British menu? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that will definitely be on the menu. 
And will you have dishes you think that that will stay on over time? Will you have signature dishes that will be a mainstay of the menu, or, or will you look to change the menu up quite a lot? No, that's 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 the reason behind you know the handwritten menus. So ev- the the menus will be handwritten uh, every day, but the guests will know what they're eating for, uh, 48 hours in advance. So you know if we want to change it, we ha- we haven't got to go out and print new menus. We just change it that day and we just write it down. And you know. Uh, I, I wanted a real freedom of, you know, I get bored very easily with, you know, it might be okay for the diners to come who haven't been before, you know, want that. But they don't understand that I've, I've had to plate that a hundred times this week. And for me, you know, it's boring now. <laughs> so, you know, and I think food can only develop if you change it up. You know, you can get a bit stale and a bit a bit um, complacent. So, yeah, especially a new restaurant as well. You know, we don't know. We don't know what's good or what's bad yet. You know, because we haven't had a customer, so so it's second guessing. So you know, we will have to change things up quite quite regular. That was the latest United We Stand podcast. Join us again when we'll be speaking to someone from the hospitality sector about how they're dealing with life during lockdown. Mm-hmm.